Hi, everybody. This is Jim Ford. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Jason Gray. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 25 again. 25. Uh, 25.5. Yes, we'll go with that. 25.5. Yeah. Yeah, so this is 25.5. This is all the stuff that wouldn't fit into episode 25. So we're continuing the celebration just a little bit longer with more guests and some other special stuff. So take it away, Dan. Yeah, still no cake, though. All right, this is going to be completely stupid, but I've already put too much time into it. <laughs> so so today I was, I was off, so I was walking around, walked to 7-Eleven just because, you know, why not? And I'm just browsing around. I ain't going there looking for anything in particular. You do that, I do that. And I come across this drink. It is Diet Mountain Dew Ultraviolet. And being who I am, I immediately think, oh, it's the official drink of the Violet Core. <laughs> and I'm like, I was immediately going to pass it over when I realized, you know what? I have never, because this is something about me. I don't really, like, I'm not into alcohol or whatever. It just doesn't taste good to me. And I drink juices sometimes. So I basically drink nothing but water. I'm just weird like that. <laughs> I've never had Mountain Dew before ever. So I'm like, you know what? Really? It would be ridiculous. Yeah, I've never had it. Never had any kind of sport drink. Oh, no, wait. So I figure... So you've never had, like, regular Mountain Dew or Code Red or any of them? Never. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? It would be ridiculously stupid for me to just buy a bottle of this and drink it on the air. So, I did. Oh my god! <laughs> so here... Wait, be, before before you start doing this, I have to mention yes. that I am actually a pretty big fan of Mountain Dew. Yeah. I mean, like, and as much as I wish that I could just be like, oh, man, you know what? I just happen to have a bottle of Mountain Dew Ultraviolet in my refrigerator. Totally unplanned. But I don't have that. And I actually, uh. I haven't tried this Ultraviolet. And I'm incredibly jealous right now because I really, really want to. Uh, well, if this doesn't work out, I'll mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> describe describe uh, the, the flavor of sensations. All right. This is, and this is, this. I'm going in blind. I've never had, this isn't open yet either. I've never had Mountain Dew before, period. And this probably would have been more appropriate on our last episode or so when we were talking about the Violet Core beating up people. But, all right. Let's see if we can capture the carbonation being let out. Did you hear that? Oh yes. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, I'm the cap isn't off, and I'm already getting a nice, nice uh, olfactory sensation of grape. All right. It's a lantern cast milestone. That was weird. Oh, my God. Well, it tastes... It... All right. <laughs> Did you ever... <laughs> Did you ever, like, 
like eat like a grapefruit roll up back before they started doing the weird flavors? Um, probably. It tastes kind of like that, but different. Maybe like with and a it's cit- like like a hint of cit- citrus. And I don't taste any citrus. It's it's weird. I'm not. It's fizzy. I don't like that. <laughs> it's definitely grape. It's it's like it's like a mix between fruit roll up and cough medicine, kinda. Oh my god! But not the, but not the bad kind of cough medicine. Oh, like you know, the, like like the grape triaminic. That was oddly specific of you. <laughs> <laughs> what? How often do you take cough medicine? <laughs> no, I just I have a fond memory of grape triaminic. Why? What the hell were you doing as a kid? <laughs> Okay, like, out of all the cough medicines, triaminic was always the one that actually tasted pretty good. And grape, like, that was the flavor that, I guess, it just came in. Or it was the only flavor that my parents would buy. And that was the one where when you drank it, it didn't have any, like, negative taste or, you know, bad aftertaste or anything like that. It was just this pleasant, kind of sweet medicine. Hmm. Interesting. yeah so yeah i'm kind of turned off by the fizziness and the carbonation but it wasn't horrible it tastes i don't know i I won't be going back for a second bottle (laughs) maybe we'll auction off this bottle as a prize who knows (laughs) it's probably best if we don't (laughs) yeah i'll bring it to super show 2010 (laughs) Oh, if you can God. beat us at a trivia contest, beat us a trivia contest, you'll get my unfinished bottle of Mountain, Diet Mountain Dew Ultraviolet. Oh, oh, that's a terrible man. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you the truth, I was kind of hoping I would hate it, because that would have been made for a much more entertaining reaction, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, this makes me indifferent. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I don't really know how we follow that up. Oh, God. I just belched from the Mountain Dew, and it, like, (laughs) I belched through my nose. It was terrible. Oh, lovely. And we'll be right back after these messages. You listen to the Lantern Cast for Green Lantern news, updates, and discussions. What if you want to know more? What if you want to know how the Green Lanterns got their start in the first place? A documentary would be a great place to start. Superman had one. Wonder Woman had one. Even Green Arrow had one when he made his first appearance on the TV show Smallville. But not Green Lantern. People for the production of a Green Lantern documentary is just that. We are a group of fans hoping to persuade DC to put out a documentary on the biggest group of heroes in the DC Universe. A group in existence long before even Baby kal was launched from Krypton. The Green Lantern Corps. From its start with Alan Scott to the current running Blackest Night. We asked DC to put out a documentary ASAP. Search People for the Production of a Green Lantern Documentary on Facebook or type in the URL tinyurl.com forward slash green L. Join our effort on Facebook and become a part of the cause. Or don't you have enough willpower? And we're back. Okay, now, speaking of Eric Robertson, my friend who is actually a pretty big Green Lantern fan now as well. 
he is going to be joining us on the phone as well. So hold on while I get a hold of him. Hello. Hey, Eric. Hey, have the courage to answer me. What? Yes. Yeah. What? Have the courage to answer me, Isaiah. What? What are you talking? What, what? First of all, what's this number? Zero 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 one two three four five six. How do you get a number like that? <laughs> oh, um, you have to have connections. Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty sweet connection. Yeah, it's called internet connections. Oh, it's called an internet connection. You're so not oh. even funny. <laughs> right, it's a burn. It's a burn. How you doing, Eric? Well, you know, I'm actually at the Best Buy right now because uh, Sam said that she wanted some food at the last second, so I figured I'd come down here. And before she said she was going to make food, and uh, I'm pretty sure that all the listeners of the Lantern Cash really care. But um, <laughs> other than that, I'm doing okay. You know, old girl's asleep, and uh, I'm in the parking lot, and I want to start up the car because I know it. Probably already sounds like crap because I'm on a cell phone and my Bluetooth headset, no less. Oh my god! And so this is the this is the 25th anniversary anniversary 25th episode of the uh, <laughs> of the Lantern Guest, huh? Yeah. Yep. 25 years to this day. <laughs> 25 years. It's still like 25 years, huh, Dan? Yeah. Well, this with this Joker, yes. God damn it. <laughs> uh, don't haven't you been saying something the last couple episodes about language, there, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to believe it's, that. It's, it's, it's an uphill battle. I don't care, but you know what? Like, uh, I guess when you do the editing, you do, like, the Jerry Springer button. You know, yeah. It's like, uh, you remember the Jerry Springer uh, mic that Carrot Top used to have? It had, like, a button on it, and all you would do is press it. And so your voice would be like, beep, 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 beep. That's right? awesome. So, yeah, that was like uh, the greatest carrot top uh, joke ever, and that made uh, one funny one out of yeah. this twenty years. So yeah. basically, it was like, hey, uh, Dan, what do you think of that, mother? Uh, Jim <laughs> Ford, he just, he thinks he's just a funny son of a. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, oh, oh man, uh, this this is great. How long have you guys known each other? Oh, um. Since the dawn of time. Um, <laughs> no, pretty much it wasn't long after he started dating Lauren because uh, because that's how I make all my male friends in New York is, um, you know, they're all Lauren's boyfriends. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a very smooth and charming fellow like that, and I still make friends. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it couldn't have been too long after uh, she started dating him, and so I'm, I've really been trying to break him up so I can have more friends, but that hasn't been working out. <laughs> You're holding him back, Jim. What the hell? What the oh heck? God. Heck, I said heck. Uh, so do you have any like like horrifically what, embarrassing uh, stories about Jim you could share with everybody? Um. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I may edit this out. <laughs> I answered. I answered your question there. Is a very is a yes or no. Yes no, or no uh, answer. Oh, I see. Yeah, you see, uh, you asked if I had any stories, and the answer is yes, I do. 
he's walking a line because he still has to interact with you in real life. <laughs> well, this whole thing could be edited out, you know? I mean, uh, I don't know. Have you played the promo yet or no? You mean the skit? Yeah. And the go core? Yeah, we, we actually, we just played that. I just heard it for the first time. <laughs> so, uh, I, hope, I, hope that was, uh, I hope that doesn't suck because uh, you know, I'm really counting on that to uh, land that role in the Rescue Rangers animated series. <laughs> the, uh, the remake, you know, they're going to do it in, like, uh, Japanimation now. Oh, I see. Not, not CGI? Um, no, it's gonna, they're going to save that one for the movie, I oh, understand. I so, you know... Uh-huh. Um, I'm hoping Phil Mars is a regular listener to the show, and uh, he'll like hook me up. <laughs> oh, nice, Eric. No. So, uh, so, uh, so like, I got. What, what's going on? Are you, did you? Are you getting the uh, the microphone now? You know, I got here, and the side that looks like an entrance is is suspiciously black and closed, oh. and the exit by uh, goons in yellow shirts that all weigh about 110 pounds. So. Well, uh, I'm sure I could do the old Heisman and get past them, but they probably shut down the computers. That's okay. Uh, once, once we're done here, I'm going to get the Taco Bell and uh, <laughs> and bring that home to my uh, lovely starving girlfriend. Oh, now I want tacos. Uh, she's always starving. You want a taco? I'm, I'm in well, the mood. All right. Well, just go ahead and uh, give me your home address, and I'll go ahead and mail you one. Sure, stranger <laughs> on the Internet. Why not? <laughs> Oh, my God. The strangers are cool. They give you free candy and ride in their van. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Eric, Eric, you got any topics that you want to bring up, Green Lantern-related? Green Lantern-related? Didn't I just bring up Phil Mar, man? Phil Lamar? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I mean, uh, like, a talking topic that you could talk about. Since you mentioned it, um, I have been reading the... Uh, I've been trying to catch up with the backstory of what's been going on so far, so... I've been relying on you guys to read the actual magazines for me because I uh, lost all my money in some kind of pyramid scheme, so I didn't have the money to actually buy it. So what I've been doing, I've been squatting in bookstores and reading the back issues of Green Lantern, and also because of Blackest Night, I've been reading the Marvel Zombies, too, because I figured how much different can it be. And uh, I don't know the answer to that because I haven't read any of the Blackest Night ones yet. But I did read last week Emerald Twilight, which was uh, Mars, right? Ron Mars wrote yes. that? Yep, right, yep. And uh, Emerald Twilight and the origin of Kyle Rayner as the Green Lantern. And then right after that, like literally I had that book in my hand, I shut down on the table so that the uh, the poor employee could, you know, clean up my mess. And I picked up the next one, which was uh, Rage of the Red Lanterns. And... I have been catching up very slowly but surely since uh, Jeff Johns took over the series. And that's about where I am right now. And I have to say, having read Emerald Twilight and the uh, Kyle Rayner origin story, um, and then read the Red Lanterns back-to-back like that, I have to admit that I'm really awestruck at how, uh, how awesome Jeff Johns must be to have turned that crap into something that's actually readable. Um... That's harsh. Well, you know, Ron Mars can uh, get my address off the internet and uh, and get back to me on that. But uh, he'll mail you a taco. Yeah, he, I'll mail him a taco too. Now, actually, I'll get him like a burrito with like sour cream and leave it out in the sun for a while, and then I'll mail it to him. No, I'm joking. But um, 
this is a big uh, trend comics wide the last like uh, I guess ten or twenty years or so where it's just been steadily improving especially since I think around two thousand two just the amount of talent has seemed to have gone up either that or the writers have uh, taken their audiences more seriously or perhaps the audience has grown up I don't know exactly what it is or why it is and I don't really care all I know is that. It's kind of like TV. You have uh, the best TV that's ever been made right next to the worst crap ever. And comic books are kind of the same thing. You can really find some junk out there. But uh, industry-wide, I mean, the best of the best is better than it ever has been, I think. And so, uh, you know, it must have been hard to be Ron Mars, and he's trying to come up with new things to do for a character that's been around for how many decades? Like, uh, at that point, this is the early 90s, mid-90s. Yeah. That would have been, like, what, 50, 60 years, right? Yeah, since since 1940. Yeah. You're trying to innovate on a character that's been around that long, more or less. I mean, I know that there's uh, Alan Scott and Hal Jordan and, you know, their differences. But, you know, you're talking about the same basic character that's been around for the better part of uh, half a century at that point. And you're trying to bring innovation to that. And a lot of comics suffer from the same problem. Um, like, I don't know. Anybody remember, like, Captain America wearing an Iron Man suit? Yeah. Anything like that? Didn't yeah, they, like, and, break his uh, spine or something? <laughs> that was Batman. That was Batman that broke his spine. And then there was uh, the Bruce Wayne fugitive thing, which wasn't too long ago. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, there's just all these stories that, you know, you're just looking at it. In a trade paperback, and you're scratching your head like a monkey doing a math problem, going, what the hell inspired these people to write these stories, and then why would they publish it, and then republish it in the form of a trade paperback? Um, but Jeff Johns, before he did Green Lantern, he had uh, revitalized The Flash, if I recall correctly. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he was on The Flash for a while. I think that was his... It might have been his second real DC work, because he started on Stars and Stripes, but I think he moved to Flash pretty quickly. Well, you know, he's an exceptionally talented writer, and you could tell just by reading everything from uh, Rebirth to, you know, where you're, where I'm at right now, which is, uh, which is Rage of the Red Lanterns. I mean, you could tell that all the way through Sinestro Corps, all the way up to this point, and I'm really looking forward to reading everything between... Rage of the Red Lanterns and now, so that means I guess I got to read Secret Origins and uh, and uh, the Agent Orange thing and, and then Blackest Night. But this has all been very clearly planned out. It's just like uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Star Trek at all, either one of you, but um, or Babylon Five, but Deep Space Nine and and uh, Babylon Five were both written out multi-year story arcs before one episode was even shot. You know, so you had a lot of detail in the first seasons that had implications um, in the last season, and this is written the same way. When you're going back and reading it, Jeff Johns knew what he was writing before he even set pen to paper, before any one frame ever got drawn. And the level of detail was so intricate, and and he had to uh, go back and rehab the character of Hal Jordan, which had been thoroughly trashed before they brought in Kyle Rayner, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, Let's see. Dan, just to get off subject for a second, I'm going to get back to where I was going. Um, you said you wanted a blue core, but you got in the indigo, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, and I know I know uh, Jim wants a green and a blue ring because he just can't stand. I mean, I mean, do you want to be Ion too, Jim? Would you like to be Ion as well as having a blue and green ring? Are you sure? I'd be down with that. Just give him orange. Like, he wants everything. <laughs> and like like a Daxamite. Back to my heritage, too. Would you like that, too? <laughs> nah, I'll pass on that. I don't want a weakness to lead. Would you like to okay. pee fire? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> pee fire all over somebody's lawn? Um, <laughs> no, like, uh, whenever we had these conversations before, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take yellow or orange, you know? Um, I guess I had a green day today because I haven't had, like, cigarettes in, like, three or four days. So, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling the willpower, but... Uh, yeah, like, I was thinking yellow, right? Yellow. Basically because I, I think I'm really sympathizing more and more with Sinestro, and it's not just because he's uh, been written really well by Jeff Johns, and he's obviously playing a big role in this huge thing um, as far as Blackest Night goes, which has implications across the whole DC universe. But having read the origin of, uh, of Kyle Rayner, I have to say that uh, that's about the the lamest story I've ever heard, and uh, you know he's had to overcome a lot too. Like they had to develop that character from like less than nothing from the plot line. He's just like there's some guy stumbles out of a bar one day, and the last the last guardian says, uh, "Here's here's a ring. Uh, take this. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you how to use it. You figure it out." And that's what he has to do. And he he proceeds to do that, and suddenly his his ring, for some reason, doesn't work against yellow. And, I mean, all this was later on explained, but Jeff Johns took all these loose ends of all these what-the-hell moments and made them into a coherent plot line. It might have taken him years to do it, but he successfully managed to do it. So it really looks like all of this is uh, in continuity. You know, he was able to bring back Hal Jordan, and he's able to, you know, uh, do what he's done with Kyle Ray and the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. And he's managed to successfully, I think, undo all the damage that had been done to the continuity and then build upon that um, rehab foundation and just make what I think is easily one of the top five story arcs, at least of this decade, you know, if not the top one, you know, because I, I got to say I'm really into it, and that was uh, never really a huge DC Comics guy before. So, you know, I was, uh, was, was like a bigger fan of Marvel for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, that's one great thing about Jeff Johns in terms of continuity is, like, like he, he'll retcon stuff in, but he won't take out anything. Because his whole, I think his big deal is, like, well, this stuff is so awesome already, why do we need to overwrite anything? Let's just shine a flashlight on why it's so cool. This is, uh, this is the coolest thing ever. I want you to tell me what you just said right now, man. I'm drunk and I'm giving out free candy bars. This guy is drunk and he's giving out free candy bars. What did I just tell you about strangers? Oh <laughs> Does he have a van? Have, have you got a van, man? I do own a van. He does have a van. What's your name? Oh my. Matthew. No, right now you're being recorded, or at least I'm being recorded. By a police officer? Not by a police officer, no. Um... If, if you're concerned about that, though, I, I wouldn't go offering uh, candy to strangers. Are you but, a police uh, officer? No, no, I'm not a police officer. Can I give this to you? 
And I, I really don't need a Snickers bar right now because uh, I'm about to go get something else besides that. Thanks for the offer, though, man. And, uh, Appreciate it. I'd rather. Oh uh, yeah. All right. That'd be sweet, man. I could like come. I could get it and sell it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky man. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. I'd, uh, I mean, when, when does a drunk man ever come up to you saying I got free candy? I mean, that's a that's a golden moment. You know what? This and not only that, but we were having a conversation and we we're actually recording for a podcast with literally hundreds of listeners. So you've helped brighten the day or evening for hundreds of people just now. I could be stupid every day. You got a job for me? Um, I'm afraid not, man. Sorry. Have a good night. You too. <laughs> that was bizarre. So that, where <laughs> where are that, you? <laughs> so I was in front of a, a Best Buy and, and literally a stranger walked up to me with a beer in one hand and a Snickers bar in the other and offered me candy. <laughs> oh my I'm really God. asking that up, but you know the part where he says the uh, p word, you yeah. just go ahead and you know yeah. do that number. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna have to edit that a bit. Yeah, so um, I mean, for no other reason, you probably would have to bring uh, bring his side of the volume up, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm sorry to so rudely interrupt you, Dan, but that was just too awesome to uh, let go. So that was far better than anything I could have said. Don't worry about that. <laughs> what were you saying about Jeff Johns rehabbing, uh, rehabbing things? No, I was just, I was just making the point that like he, like he understands why these characters are so cool. So he won't take out anything, but he'll add in stuff in addition to it that'll kind of shine a flashlight on what makes them so awesome. Well, yeah, it's kind of like um, another rehab specialist has something to do with comic books. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan doing the new Batman movies. And they pretty much just ignored at least the last two Batman movies that had come before it. You yeah. know, and that's just, that's pretty much just acknowledging that what you're ignoring is so awful that it's not even worth mentioning in the, uh, in the canon. We're just going to be like, okay, this, uh, we're going to make believe this did not actually happen. But doesn't that make your character even more lame when you have to do that? But uh, what Jeff Jones has done, he pretty much said, you know what, Ron Mars did what he could do um, in the mid-90s, and pretty much every comic book writer was suffering from the same sort of block. You know, and I think that the uh, basically the culture of, of America and the world was changing, and it had a lot to do with like, the end of the Cold War, I think. And so people didn't really know what to make of the situation, and they were trying to write for a market that had no idea what was even going on, you know, in addition to the continuity problem. So Jeff Johns is able to take that and incorporate it into a really awesome set of stories that are in one overarching story arc. And um, you're right, he does understand the essence of these characters, and he, like, stills and refines them to where, like, Hal Jordan... I think is more Hal Jordan than, you know, he ever was, you know. You have a better idea of who he is now, and he's been in more comics than uh, any character this side of Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne, right? Um, but that he's still able to contribute something to that character, I think. And, uh, like, Kyle Rayner isn't just the laughable joke that uh, that Ron Mars uh, 
came up with is a dartboard. You know, I, I could totally see that creative session. Uh, you're going to give to some guy. Okay, he's going to be coming out of an alley. We're just going to give him the ring. Yeah. You know, um, Kyle Rayner is actually a fully fleshed out character now. Um, and, you know, other than the fact that he, you know, Major Force shoved his girlfriend into a meat locker and uh, Sinestro hates him because he's a kind of kind of a disgrace to the ring. Um, I never really saw that much character development from him, you know. Uh, There's some Elseworld stories where he took some pretty interesting turns, but they never really, I think, and from what I've seen, capitalized on that, if that makes any sense at all. Um, so Al Jordan, Kyle Rayner, all these other characters are are more of what they are than they ever have been. And when you talk about, like, the old school villains, both for uh, for Green Lantern and the Flash, you can see the same pattern where it took these lamer villains, you know, um, even, like, one that had been good, like Sinestro, but they'd just been played out, you know? There's only so many times you could dust off Doomsday before he's lame. There's only so many times that you're going to bring out Sinestro before you go, ah, Sinestro again, eh, whatever, you know? And he breathes new life into them, but he doesn't really change who they are. He explains why they've been the way they've been. Um, and it's, you can't have anything but respect for that kind of talent. And, yeah, it, uh, and he knows when to use them and when not to use them, too, because, I mean, Sinestro showed up in Rebirth, and then we didn't yeah. see him again for two years until the end of the Sinestro War, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I was just saying, I mean, you can only use the character for so long before before it's played out, you know, and you got to have something else going on. And this whole idea, this whole idea of multiple cores, the controllers, you remember they were on uh, the Orange Lantern planet where Rotoflees hangs out, right? And uh, we're even saying that, you know, we've tried to create rival cores, help us control the galaxy, blah, 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 and uh, they all wanted to die in horrible deaths because going after the Orange, that's a bad idea for most people, including immortal controllers. And um, but my point was is that the idea of a rival core or even more than one rival core, that's been done and it, it has sucked before. Um, would you agree with that or no? Well, like, well, what other cores? Like, I mean, aside from the, the Dark Stars or... Effigy. They tried the Effigy core for a little while. Well... Well, if you, if, if you look at something like the uh, a Power Rangers, say, where you have more than one color doing something, right? doesn't take anyone smarter than a five-year-old to come up with, well, if there's a Blue Ranger and a Red Ranger, why can't there be a Green Ranger and a White Ranger, you know? Um, it, it didn't take someone, it didn't take a genius to come up with the idea of, let's have different color cores, you know? Um, right. And there's there's been rival groups to the Green Lantern Corps already, and uh, like the idea of uh, even Sinestro starting up his own core and having it be based off Yellow. I mean, none of these are are just genius concepts, but but they were executed extremely well with uh, a lot of talent and dedication. Um, when they really could have been horrible, 
They they really could have been awful. They could have been like uh, they could have been the Batman and Robin of Green Lantern comic books. These ideas. Oh Lord! You know? uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were so horrible that they had to kill the title for ten years and and hope people forget and come back and they resurrect it, right? Um, that's that's how bad these concepts could have been. I think they even subtly alluded to that. They being Jeff Johns and whoever else was working with them on it, um, when they were talking about the controllers and their previous attempts to imitate the Green Lantern Corps before, and how it just happened to be them that got all slaughtered, you know. Um, I think there was a little bit of symbolism in there. With, uh, I don't know if anybody else caught that. I can see that. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely a good point because, like, you know, you're right. Like, the way that they're doing it now with the different colors – representing different emotions. I mean, like, for one thing, it's something that each person can relate to a different color. So if you can relate to it, then you're going to be that much more willing to accept it. And for something like the Dark Stars, which I would agree didn't really, you know, have that clear of a definition, um, you know, it, it is interesting that they kind of, like, make reference how they were like a failed experiment. And then just for even trying to do the same thing again, they all get killed by Laura Fleas for their trouble. Right. Which, if you remember that uh, that back issue that you put out, you put out a review on like a few months ago with, uh, it involved Necron and when an immortal dies, it opens up a rift in the space-time continuum or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I still wouldn't put that outside the realm of play for what how Blackest Night seems to be coming out because there's been a lot of immortal deaths lately in the DC universe and uh, like I wouldn't be amazed if something like that came out where it was, the black power was uh, being manipulated by some death being to uh, to try to break himself out and take over the universe or something. So well. Uh, uh... Eric, Eric, we, we won't spoil it yeah. for you, but um, we we kind of already know already how that's going to play out because they've released, like, a bunch of spoiler images on the Internet. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, if you spoil it otherwise in the program, then uh, I'm going to hear it, like, next week anyway. But but that's, uh, that's pretty much my – I pretty much said what I've got to say, that uh, strangers giving out candy could be a lot of fun at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> the best by far. And, uh, you know, also I really respect what the creative team is doing here, and I wouldn't be surprised if this turned out to be uh, the best um, best run of any creative team of the decade. So uh, that's that's my point that I would like to make, and I uh, thank the two of you guys for letting me come on the program, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for coming and uh, sharing your opinions with us. Yeah, it was cool talking to you. Have a good night, guys. Talk to you later. Good night. night. Okay, and that was Eric Robertson, my good friend, and we will be back right after a quick break. How about that, Dan? Does that work for you? Okay. okay. Why not? <laughs> the blackest night falls from the skies. The darkness grows as our light dies. We crave your hearts and your demise. 
by my black hand, the dead shall rise. Hey, can I give you a phone number to call just randomly? Yes. Alright. Okay. This is my this is my friend Rob. He's he's one of my co-hosts on the other show. Okay. But he's I I've start I've gotten him into Green Lantern. Uh I'm assuming he's awake. I didn't tell him about this in advance. Oh, God. So this will be fun. <laughs> oh my god. And you're making me do this? Yeah. Is he on the forums? Oh yeah, he is. Is he the the question? Blah blah. Yeah, blah. with the Stitch avatar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we have anything to talk about with your friend? Um. Uh, we can. I don't know. We'll, we'll wing it. Oh God. I'm curious to see if he's awake. Okay. What's his name? Rob. Rob. Bob. Rob. Rob. Robert. Okay, that's what I said. Yes. I'll I'll lead off when he answers. You can hear when he first answers. Like I could with the last couple. Oh, so thanks for always letting me do it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I don't know. I figured you liked it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I've been able to hear it since like the beginning when we were first doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I've always been able to hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, and... Okay. Here we go. Hello? Hey, Rob? Yeah? Hey, it's Dan. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, not much. Hey, uh, what you doing? Um, are you recording right now? No. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hey, Rob. <laughs> hey, Rob. Hey, Rob, you are on the Lantern cast. <laughs> uh, hi. <laughs> um, so what are you guys talking about? Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're recording right now. Yes, we are. Yeah, live. Episode 25. Okay, yeah, I thought... Yeah, hold on a sec. I'm watching More to Love. I have to pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's hold on a sec. <laughs> okay, you can keep watching. No, All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I saw on the forums you guys were looking for people to call in. <laughs> yeah. Did we put... Yeah, we did put that, didn't we? I yeah. forgot. Yeah. So, so Rob, I was just telling Jim how, like, you just recently started getting into Green Lantern through the current series and through comics I just keep throwing at you. Yeah, pretty much whatever you'll give me, I mean. Yeah. So, like, what's your impression so far? Like, like, I don't know, what are, like, the high and low points of the, of the book for you? Well, uh, <laughs> this is really, uh, unexpected, so <laughs> give me a break, but, yeah, yeah. um, I... Yeah, I really like um, the current series a lot. I mean, I think Jeff Johns is incredible. He's, like, basically my new favorite writer. Like, I, I picked The Flash Rebirth just because he wrote it, because I enjoyed Green Lantern so much. Um, the the high point, I think, would be um, when the first batch of books you gave me um, is, I forget what it's called, but when Hal Jordan 
um, found out Coast City was destroyed and killed pretty much so many Green Lanterns. Like, I know that's not part of the current series, but just in my take on reading the books, that was probably the like the most exciting thing I've read. Yeah. And, Jim, I gave him... Um, first, I had him read Secret Origin. Okay. And then I gave him Emerald Twilight. <laughs> so he, he read those two back-to-back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And actually, uh, I... Yeah, I think I called him during um, Emerald Twilight. I was like, so Sinestro's bad now? <laughs> yeah, there's kind of a gap, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, low point? Um, I'm not really sure. I think um, the oh, Tales of the Core, um, a lot of those stories weren't very good. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I love the Mongol story, but we already knew all that stuff about him. So it was interesting, but uh, it wasn't necessary. And the Kilawa one, just a complete waste of time. I don't think I've... I could see an episode on um, issue three, and for some reason I only remember that Kilawa one. Like, I don't feel like I've read any of the others. I don't know why. <laughs> it was in a preview or something. You blocked it out. Yeah. It was that painful. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, what else are you reading? Like you're big in the, you're reading like everything with a bat in it right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm um, big into uh, Batman right now, and I am gonna start picking up uh, Streets of Gotham again. Oh my god, that was like one yeah. of the only books you weren't reading. <laughs> I know, but I started listening to this other podcast, the Bat Radio, or uh, Radio. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but uh, they just love the book, so apparently it's gotten much better. So I want to give it a second chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob, by the way, is like he's spent his entire life reading just trades and graphic novels and stuff, and now he's reads like this giant stack of monthly issues, like every <laughs> week. Yeah. Yeah, and I I uh, went back and picked up Chew since you wouldn't buy it. Last time I went to the comic book store, um, he cheaped out and wouldn't get Chew, so uh, <laughs> I picked that up. And uh, that's really good, too. The new monthly from Image. Is that whole thing out, or is there still, like, a last issue? No, it's a continuous series. To go. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a new series. A... Oh, I thought it was a mini or something. No, the, no, no. The trade will be out soon, though, I think, and I think I'm waiting for that. Yeah, definitely pick it up. Because uh, I got the first four issues, and they're not going to print any more of the first issue. So I was lucky to find it. Yeah, that one took everybody by surprise, like... It just sold out, and they, they actually reprinted, I think, issue one in the back of a Walking Dead issue or something. I picked that up. Yeah, but Rob, <laughs> that same day we went to the comic store, Rob actually forgot his credit card that... I, I assume this is the credit card that the parents don't look at the bill because he he saves that for <laughs> comics. Oh, God. So he yeah. had to spend all of his gas money getting books, and we just barely made it back to my house. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to choose between gas and comics, and I think anybody would make the logical decision of comics. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I understand that completely. Did you ever end up going back for that hardcover that you couldn't afford because you were using yeah, your gas Final money? Yeah, Revelations. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went back the next day and picked it up. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> and um, the first push of two, and um, that was incredible, the um, Final Crisis Revelations. That was really good. That's uh, art by Philip Tan? 
Yeah, that's the same guy who drew Agent Orange in Green Lantern. Oh, really? Yeah, well... Yeah, did, uh, it, this, did his work look a lot different there, or...? No, no, it was very similar. I just never... I, I just... I noticed the name, and, like, it rang a bell, but I didn't think of looking at, like, what else he did, you know? Cool. But, um, yeah, I'm a huge Question fan, so I had to pick that up. I went from um, reading the Five Books of Blood to uh, Revelations, and there's just this huge question mark, like, from the Five Books of Blood to the current series in the question, to what happens, and I didn't know about this book, Revelations, until Dan told me about it. So I was like, thank God, because I had no idea what the hell was going on. Well, that, that's, like, totally ironic that from one book of the question to the next book of the question, there was a giant question mark, so you had to look at the book of Revelations for answers. <laughs> oh, that's that works really well. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to want to borrow that book from you, too, just because, like, I had always thought uh, yeah. about it, but I didn't want to get the hardcover. But now... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, I guess I, I borrowed enough from you that I can rebuild this. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Jim, you want to pick his brain? Uh, the, what else uh, you got? Well, the, the Streets of Gotham. What, which one is that about? Streets of Gotham, I've only read uh, the first issue. It's basically, it's very... They, people are thinking it's going to be the next... Um, oh, what's that book called, Dan? That, oh, Gotham that was Central? Gotham yeah, Central. They, a lot of people are thinking it's going to be like that. And it is focused a lot on the police work, but it's still a Batman and Robin-centric book. So people were kind of turned off after that, and so was I. And um, the first issue focuses around Firefly, setting basically half of Gotham on fire, <laughs> like citizens. Can't beat that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was pretty cool, and he did it in a giant bat symbol, which was awesome. But uh, I was like, I just wasn't really interested. I was reading Batman and Robin Detective Comics. Like, all the other Bat series, so... I just had to drop that one, but... I don't know. I'm going to pick it up again. Uh, I got another question for you, Rob. When you yep. were... Yeah, when you were reading the, uh... Emerald Twilight, where Hal Jordan becomes Parallax, do you prefer him as Parallax, or do you like him more as, like, you know, the clean-cut superhero? Well, what are your thoughts on that? Um... Hmm... I I liked the story more at, when he was as Parallax. But as as a character, I think he's much better as a regular superhero. But I do enjoy reading it better. I, I enjoy reading it more, I mean, when, you know, there's this controversy going on. Right. Inside of him. Yeah. It definitely. And uh, I'm, like... I'm I'm happy with the explanation uh, John just gave him so that he can, you know, that the parallax entity into his body so that he could still be a hero. And that was, like, kind of make everything okay what he did. <laughs> but it's still kind of cheap because, like, until a few years ago, he was a hero who just murdered, like, uh, hundreds of people. <laughs> and I think I'd still prefer that to the new explanation. I definitely agree with you that, um, like, it made... Hal Jordan's character is so much more interesting to say, okay, th this is just a guy, this is how much he can take, and he's past that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, when Kyle Rayner was possessed with Parallax in um, Sinestro Wars, uh, like, he didn't do nearly as much damage, so it's not as memorable, and a lot of people like don't even know that Kyle Rayner was ever possessed by Parallax. 
like people know that about Hal Jordan, but it's just kind of like a, a I think a cheap throwaway thing. Like I know Johns didn't write Emerald Twilight, and he, this is just what he was given to work with. So I think it's not his fault, and I, I love Johns writing, but it, it just doesn't really work for me. I think the parallax thing. And have they ever explained Ion yet? <laughs> it kind of <laughs> like. Like, cause I mean, cause I mean, at first, I think I even, I told Rob this one night, like, I think we just ran, like, aimlessly driving to a Denny's or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, um, like, originally, Ion was just what happened when Kyle Rayner soaked up a lot of energy, and he called himself Ion for no real reason, and then all of a sudden it became, oh, Ion is this giant space whale creature that lives inside of you. And I, to, to my knowledge, I don't think they ever, like, rationalized the two together, you know? I mean, D- Jim, did they? <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's understandable that if Kyle was the host of Ion, then, you know, that would be, it's, you know, his inspiration to call himself Ion. You know, that... Well, yeah. That part, I don't really have a problem with. Um, I guess, like... The concept of why a giant willpower entity would take the shape of a giant space whale, that really hasn't been explained. <laughs> well, not even that. I mean, like, because, I mean, the the most recent time he became Ion, it was because Jade died and her body turned into energy and went into him or something. So, I mean, like, was the Ion, Ion entity in Jade? or I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what had happened. I think when, uh, I, I mean, like, I... Way go, Rob. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I stopped them. <laughs> this, is, this is what I think happened. I'm thinking that when Kyle was kind of, like, divvying up the energy, like, he basically restored Jade's power pulse with the power of Ion. And then he took all the rest of the energy and dumped it into the battery. So... Now, I mean, like, what we know about the entity of Ion, they would much rather, like, be in a living entity than just to swim around in the battery. So maybe, like, you know, realizing what was going to happen, the Ion entity went into Jade and just kind of, like, hung out there, not actually revealing its, like, full, you know, power to her. When she was dying, you know, and she passed it on to Kyle... You know, it went back into him, and him actually knowing about the Ion power, you know, he uh, was able to, you know, use it more. I I get what you're saying, because, like, the big thing here is, like, Ion is a support entity. It's not going to use its power for you. So if it was in Jade, but Jade didn't know about it, she would probably only display her regular level of power anyway. Right. All right. I'll buy that. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Why not? Uh. I'll have to go back and read um, Infinite Crisis again, see if I can pick up on any subtle stuff I missed. Yeah. Yeah. I should dig around because I have the I have the issue where Jade died. I don't know if I ever gave that to you. Uh, uh. yeah, because I read that. I remember. Oh, you, oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, weird. I want to. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back and reread that Ion miniseries. The twelve issue long one. Yeah, Ron Mars. Or the good one. Oh, the bad one, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there, Rob. You'll get there. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, um, I mean, like, uh, we, we know why that was not that great, though. Was it all editorials? It was like basically, Like, making yeah. tie-in to stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, Ron Mars, and this, this was actually uh, mentioned on the other Green Lantern podcast. Uh, was it Spotlight Green Lantern? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, they had interviewed Ron Mars, and it was a really good interview. And Oh, and speaking of uh, Batman and Green Lantern, uh, have you guys seen this? Uh, someone posted on the forum, and I can't remember what thread it is, but it's one of those inspirational posters, and it's when Batman got the Green Lantern ring. Um, it says, uh, like, I-, I can't remember what the word is, but it says because somebody thought giving a ring that's powered by intelligence and willpower to Batman was a good idea. <laughs> Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> uh, it was like overpowered or something. Yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> I think that medicine green bat him. Yeah, I think that was the cover, like the alternate cover for that uh, number six that nobody can find. Hmm. Whereas, yeah, that, that, that actually the action figure version of Green Lantern Batman is like that's Jim's holy grail of everything. <laughs> that's my mascot. <laughs> He's stroking it right now. It's just, like, looking at it. <laughs> should post a video of me just, like, you know, stroking the Green Lantern Batman figure. Make it, like, 17 minutes long, <laughs> and it'll get so many, U- so many YouTube hits. Uh, that just sounds wrong. If that could be, like, taken for something else. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much where he would take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't really get any oh. better. No dialogue either. You're just just you, just like just touching this toy. <laughs> oh my god! And on that note, yeah. So Rob, what's your uh, you're you're on our forum? What's your screen name? The question something. The question one one five. All right, and that's and you have the avatar of Stitch as a Jedi, right? Yes, Jedi Stitch. <laughs> yes, and do you have anything you want to promote? You know anything. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I will promote um, my podcast, uh, <laughs> Not Quite Radio. <laughs> really? Where can they find that? Um, I don't know. Uh, on iTunes. <laughs> and um, uh, Lipson.com, no, NotQuiteRadio.com slash, you can do it. <laughs> NotQuiteRadio.Lipson.com <laughs> Okay. And we're just, trying to get a regular domain name right now. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Rob. All right. Yeah, we'll thank you get... for the opportunity to be on a good show. <laughs> oh, come on. That, the <laughs> yeah. other show's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk to you later, okay? Yep, get back to your movie. So Let's long, Rob. Get, how it turns out. <laughs> so long. Thanks. Bye, man. Bye, Jim. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what we should do next time. We'll just cold dial random people on our phone books. Yeah, right. I have a, I have quite a few people. He knew immediately. He was like, is this the Lantern Cast? Are you recording? <laughs> Hi, Jim. <laughs> that was awesome. It's like, oh, so now I'm on the good podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, awesome. Oh, boy. Okay, and on that note, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Dan Kersky for Not Quite Radio. Here we talk about comics, movies, and video games. That's right, Rob, and our psychic is a mechanical gopher named Stabby. 
Jimmy, shut up. A lot of times, though, we go off topic and talk about what stupid things celebrities are doing. Why can't I talk? If you had something interesting to say, then you could speak. So check out Not Quite Radio on iTunes or notquiteradio.lipson.com. I just don't... Get out. Just get out. Okay, and we're back. So uh, what's up next? That sounded like a good show. I don't know about you. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got a top five here for you. Um, being that we're in episode 25, got me thinking, all right, what are the top five things that may very well happen by LanternCast number 50? This can encompass stuff in the comics. It can be stuff with the show. Just whatever. Real, serious, not serious, anything goes. So, you know, I, I figure, like, we'll alternate. You know, I'll do one, you'll do one, you'll do one, and from there. So, like, who, who wants to start? I'll start. All right. Okay. I'm starting with this one because I think you're, somebody's going to uh, say it, so they'll have to come up with another one. Uh, first prediction... The Lantern cast will have interviewed even more creators by episode 50. <laughs> That's just for that. We should try and like go into negative numbers just for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, my number one thing will be that Professor Zoom will rise the Black Lantern. Because in Flash Rebirth number four, on the second page, Barry Allen tells Professor Zoom, you know, I killed you. And Professor Zoom responds with, I have a resurrection of my own in the days ahead, Barry, thanks to a good friend of yours. And with Zoom traveling through time, he could very well have been resurrected as a Black Lantern, come back, and then go into the future, and then come back to this point, which happens in Flash Rebirth, which is before the Blackest Night. That's a really good one. I read that, too, and I was like, oh, maybe it's Blackest Night. Maybe it's how Jordan is talking about. Because, I mean, everybody's expecting characters who are Black Lanterns to, you know, stick around, at least some of them. So... That's 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 very likely. I would say. Yeah, definitely. That's a that's a good one. Let's see. Well, my first one. These are in no particular order. Upon meeting him in person for the first time, we learn that Jason is in fact three people of average height sitting on each other's shoulders and wearing a comically large trench coat. <laughs> uh, I actually have a full-length leather trench coat. Oh Sweet. God. <laughs> <laughs> My mother bought it for me for Christmas a few years ago. Oh, that's perfect. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. My next one is uh, I predict that by Lantern Cast number 50, the planet Daxum will no longer have a yellow sun. I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, he's going to have to come out of that sun you know, by the end of Blackest Night, and at that point, the sun's going to go red again, and they're going to lose their powers. Weren't you the one saying that you thought he was off the table for, like, years? Well, the way that they portrayed them in one of the most recent issues of Green Lantern Corps, how, like, you know, it's like, okay, well, they got these powers, and now they haven't changed at all. They're still, like, the racists that they are. I don't know, I just kind of feel that uh, that was kind of setting it up to get him out of there and take their powers away. All right, um, I think that the Star Sapphires, will encase the planet Zanshi in the crystal. Zanshi will come out as a star sapphire, and Mogo and Zanshi will get together and have twin moons. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Aww. <laughs> yeah, Mogo needs some action, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Either that or Mother Mercy. Yeah, Mother Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> 
could could you imagine the complex Mogo must have? Because like he's obviously like the biggest fattest guy around. So like, and pe- like he's he's so huge that people just come to hang out like on his side or something. I mean, he he must feel terrible about his weight. I don't know. I I, I don't uh, don't know that I've actually ever given that any thought whatsoever. Well, you're insensitive. <clears throat> Look at my list. It's probably like <laughs> this might be the only serious one here. But um, Kyle Rayner and John Stewart will each get their own solo titles again at different times. With John's being successful enough to last a year or two, while Kyle sticks around for considerably longer if only to die out eventually from not having the novelty of being the only Green Lantern title going. That's sad. Yeah. (laughs) You think that's going to happen by episode 50? Well, (laughs) well, wait, how long should it take us to get there? March? Really? You know, I think when I was writing that, episode 50 sounded a lot further away. (laughs) It's like maybe episode 500. <laughs> uh, well, I, I will be surprised, though, if one of them doesn't get their own solo book coming out Blackest Night. So, you know, at least one of these could start happening. My turn? Yes. Okay. I'm predicting that we will see the return of Rot Lop Fan and the F-Sharp Bell. Hasn't he been in Crowd Shot? No. Well, he was just oh, no, in that... I... that uh... That one crowd scene in, like, uh, not crowd scene, but, like, the Green Lantern core uh, picture in uh, Blackest Night Zero. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm hoping he, uh, he'll he make an appearance, because he's just too cool not to. Plus, he's, like, he's an Alan Moore creation, so I'm surprised they're not pushing him more. Oh, that's true, actually. That's a good point. Him and Mogo should hang out and just be like, hey, remember when Alan Moore created us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I predict that Rob from Not Quite Radio will come back as a Black Lantern upon hearing that Tobey Maguire is indeed been cast as Sinestro for the Green Lantern movie. He'll have to kill himself. Oh my God, has he really been? No. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you you might kill yourself along with Rob. <laughs> oh, that that'd just be so weird. Next time I see him, I'm gonna tell him that happened. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. After wow, this is depressing. All right. <laughs> After the epic failure that is the ending of Blackest Night, Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps both get canceled, and once again, the only place to regularly see Hal Jordan as, is as a backup feature in the monthly Flash comic. What? Oh my God. Uh, well, I was I was listening to a lot of Tom versus the Flash, <laughs> and they're at that point in history where there was no Green Lantern monthly, and he was just a backup. And I started thinking, hey, you know, this is this is kind of weird timing because DC's doing the whole co-feature thing, so it just clicked. Oh God, I don't think it's really gonna happen, but you know, <laughs> I hope not. There's there's historic precedent. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Okay, my next one is uh, we may see the possibility of Ganthet and Said becoming the guardians for the Green Lanterns that break off into their own core. They're gonna be a, a fissure and they're gonna separate. I, yeah, I think I, I have I have a feeling that that's a good possibility. 
but like and not that I not, not that I think that they'll need guardians per se, but it would be nice to have that kind of uh like a the helping backing. hand. Yeah. It makes you wonder though, what would that mean happens with the Blue Lantern Corps? They'll assist them. Well yeah, but I mean like would you have like Ganthet go green again and and say stay with the blue light and all that or No, no Once I, you go blue you never go back. Yeah. It's true. Um, I, I, I see it more like uh you know, they'll stay blue, but you know, it's like instead of Odom being the home planet for blue, it'll be the home planet for blue and if a Green Lantern has any questions or needs help or they need to meet up somewhere or whatever, like a second base of operations then they can hang out there for help. Well, all Gantha and Sade have to do is become White Lanterns, and then they can be Guardians for everybody. Oh, God. Jason? Is it my turn? Yep. Yes. Oh, my bad. One of Earth's Green Lanterns will perish. Please, Hal Jordan. Please, Hal Jordan. Please, Hal Jordan. <laughs> what? Hey, if I gotta chuck one of them, come on. <laughs> See, it's funny, because, I mean, my... My primary exposure to Green Lantern is just in the, the new series from Rebirth on, so Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern. I mean, I watched the uh, Justice League Gamut series, but comic book-wise, you know, that's, that's the one I'm most familiar with. I am, and the current series has been great. I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm just more interested in the other ones, you know? Like Guy yeah. Gardner, he's so lovable. <laughs> you know, well, one, one prediction that I saw was that, and I have no idea what this was, you know, it's probably a forum or something, that, like, there was a possibility that Alan Scott would die, but pass on the Starheart powers to Kyle. Oh, you know where I think that came from? What? Uh, do you remember on April Fool's Day when they released that fake list of tie-ins? Yes. And, like, the last, like, the second-to-last one was, like, Memorial for Alan Scott or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you think that, how would that be for, for Kyle as a character then? I, th honestly, I think it would be like, like an in-story reason for them to try changing his name again. So they could give him like a solo series called Sentinel or called Starheart or whatever. Because that's, that seems to be the formula when they try to spin off Kyle into another book now. They can't call him Green Lantern. They have to call him something else. But character-wise, like, do you think that could work for him? I don't know. I mean, it would it would definitely be interesting if they played it up like like there is a distinct difference between using the magic of the Starheart and using the more science-based Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And, you know, it would definitely weigh heavy on him, the fact that, like, all right, this guy has been, you know, even if only to a small degree, this guy has been kind of a mentor to him throughout the years. And... Now he's kind of he's carrying on for him. He's using his power, and frankly, I would like to see him kind of kind of touch on the fact that like this would be so creepily depressing that you know now both Alan Scott and his daughter have died and their power gone into Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, well, I mean, like, I if they go if they go for that, almost. Like, okay, I like Alan Scott, and I don't want to see Alan Scott die. But, by mm -hmm. the same token, like, we have gotten Kyle as a Green Lantern. Now, aside from all the years that he used the ring on his own, and, like, you know, carved his own path, basically, 
and figured out how the ring worked and everything. Since then, now he's worked with the core and he's gotten used to how all that is. So going from that kind of uh, way of working to all of a sudden, you know, like you said, now it being a magical based ring, it's, you know, something completely different, yet also kind of the same, you know, or related at least. Like, you could definitely tell quite a few really good stories as far as, you know, like him trying to overcome the, the contrast or describing the contrast at the very least. Like, I could see a really cool scene of Kyle with this power training with the Justice Society because these people have been around Alan for decades and they could have, they could throw in, like, like pointers to how like like this is how he he generally went about it when he was using this power and this is this is the kind of effect it generally has when he does this and that because like if you can't have alan scott there directing you and giving you tips then you know have his best friends who have fought alongside him who know what he could do you know yeah what do you think his costume would look like because i mean i like the purple cape and everything but I don't want to see Kyle just kind of wear a modified Alan Scott, Kyle Rayner hybrid suit or anything. I think we would have a tribute to the color scheme, even if it's not like the majority. Like maybe it would be more of a Green Lantern kind of look, but the emblem would be, you know, in the colors of Alan's. And it could actually look like, you know, his lantern or something or something like that. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. This one or that one? I'll save that one for last. All right. After it becomes apparent that I can't keep my cursing in check, Jim replaces me with Jason, and the two never mention me again, effectively reconning out my history with the show. (laughs) I'll go you one even better. We'll have Jason re-record all of your lines from the previous episodes and insert it in. And then oh, we'll, we'll call up all of the guests that we've had on, and every time they say Dan, we'll have we'll re-record them saying Jason. Nice. Oh my God. Wow, uh, you're you're very enthusiastic about that, aren't you? <laughs> oh no no, just thorough. And then I'll drive to your house and I'll burn it down. <laughs> oh my God. I'll salt the earth so nothing can ever grow. <laughs> so basically, wow. your typical response. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my last one, and as I look over my uh, my list and like comparing it to your guys' list, I don't think mine had quite as much humor. Anyway. Mine only had a little bit. Mine was just depressing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That is true. The dance cancel and stuff. Oh. Characters. Okay, and so for my final prediction that will happen before episode 50 of the Lantern Cast. The massacre of Sector 666 will finally be revealed. To, like, everyone? Yes. Yeah, I think that we're definitely going to get that explanation before the end of Blackest Night. I wonder if a good chunk of the Sector is going to come back as Black Lanterns. It's one thing for people to find out, hey, there was a massacre. It's another thing entirely for the people killed in the massacre to come back and say, hey, they killed me. All three members of the Lantern cast will have met in person, and there will be cake. Yeah. Oh, I, I like it for the cake. And yeah. me and hey. you guys, because, you know, that's the vehicle for cake. 
Uh, yeah, I, I can foresee the cake option. I yeah. definitely see the cake option. Let Bear go Bear in their freaking Mountain Dew thing that we did. <laughs> yeah, Jason doesn't know about that yet. Yeah, will that be before or after this? I don't even know. Well, your segment will have been before, and they'll have to keep on listening past the credits for this episode to hear mine. Yeah, my god. <laughs> we have a five-hour episode, and it's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we have a five-hour episode, and it's genius. Genius! Genius. It, it, there's at least two segments in here where we taste test a new brand of Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's all it is. What flavor are they? Violet. Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Alright, so my final prediction. And this likely won't happen, but I hope it does. I'll be very happy in my soul. Thanks to our friends at DC Direct, Rage Kitty plushies will line comic shop shelves as well as every square inch of my home. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't think this is going to happen by episode 50, but maybe by episode 100. You're just trying to give me hope, aren't you? Well, it's that much better that when I uh, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you tear me down and then burn my house down and salt the earth so nothing can grow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh. oh, man. So, yeah, by episode 50, everyone will be dead. I won't exist anymore. My house will have been burned down. There will be Rage K plushies everywhere. And, <laughs> and the book will be canceled. <laughs> and I will have been three people in a trench coat. Yes. Yes. Uh, you can hire three people just pick them up by their belts and just put them on each other's shoulders <laughs> okay everybody and we're gonna take a quick break be right back behold the green lantern power battery may i suggest that our newest member lead us in the green lantern's oath yes Come again? The Oath. Every member of the Corps knows the Oath. Yeah, um, uh, in blackest day or brightest night, this watermelon, cantaloupe, yada yada, a superstitious and cowardly lot, with liberty and justice for all. Then again, maybe I should lead us. In brightest day, in blackest night, no, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware our power, Green Lantern's light. Yay, team! Alright, so if you want to contact us, you can write us at lanterncast at gmail.com and, you know, we'll read it on the show. Or you can talk to us and the other listeners at thecomicforums.com. Scroll down to Lanterncast. You can be our friend on Facebook. Please? Please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, just go to Facebook and search Lanterncast. Or do we have, is there an address for that, or is it just do no, that? No, <laughs> they basically go to our webpage and click on the Facebook link. Okay, and that webpage is? Then that webpage is lanterncast.com. Yeah, and we are also on iTunes, and listen to us <laughs> yes uh if you'd like to email us i'm jim at lanterncast.com you're dan at lanterncast.com 
And our program director is Jason at LanternCast.com. Yep. And I think that's it. I am Jim. I am Chonada on the forums. Oh, yeah, that. I'm Dan. I go by Gland. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Good night. This is Jim, and Dan's not here right now. I just found the Diet Mountain Dew Ultraviolet. I had to get it in canned form. It's been chilled, and now I'm going to record my first taste of this soda. So I'm going to open the can, going to record the uh, releasing of the carbonation. Okay. The can is open, and now I'm going to take a taste. Okay, initial reactions. Definitely a strong grape flavor, but I don't know if it's just grape, so one more sip. No, it's definitely a sweeter grape. Almost like a grape-based fruit punch. It's sweet. It's good. Um, I don't know if that I would drink this all the time, but it's an interesting uh, addition to the Mountain Dew lineup. It definitely... I can't really sense the, uh, the citrus flavor that is usually found in Mountain Dew, but... Um, it's good. So there you go. My first impression of Mountain Dew Ultraviolet.